Welcome to the Highlights from Ukraine podcast, your daily audio summary of the latest news reported in the Ukrainian media. If you like our podcast, please give it a rating in the app where you're listening to it, ideally 5 stars or the equivalent, and share the information on social media. This way more people will learn about the podcast and truth about the war in Ukraine. My name is Artem and here is the news. 198 days less the Russian invasion of Ukraine. In his evening video address, President of Ukraine Volodymyr Zelensky informed that Ukrainian forces have already liberated over 30 settlements in the Kharkiv region. He addressed residents of the liberated territory, asking them to give Ukrainian law enforcers all the information they have about the crimes of the occupiers on Ukrainian soil. The president separately asked Ukrainian bloggers not to be in a hurry to announce the results of actions of Ukrainian troops on the front lines and not to report the specific details prior to the officials. The general staff of Ukraine informs that in the recent days Ukrainian forces managed to liberate more than a thousand square kilometers of Ukrainian territory, reports Unian. As a result of the Ukrainian counteroffensive, Russian forces are looking for ways to safely escape. Reportedly, in some areas they use bicycles and scooters taken from the local population to leave positions. Many soldiers go on foot. The 237th Guards Airborne Assault Regiment of the Russian Army ceased to exist due to the death or injury of almost all servicemen. A significant part of those who survived are in extremely difficult condition. To strengthen the Russian group in the Kherson region, a unit of Chechen fighters was transferred there. Ukrainian defense forces successfully repelled enemy attacks in the areas of Zaitseva, Vesela Dolina, Soledar, Bakhmut and Pervomaiske, Donetsk region. The U.S. Institute for the Study of War assessed the area retaken by the Ukrainian forces in the latest counteroffensive in the Kharkiv region at about 2.5 thousand square kilometers, reports Ukrainska Pravda. This equals to the territory of such states like Luxembourg. According to the experts, Ukrainian troops reached the southern outskirts of the city of Kupyansk, Kharkiv region. The city is the key transport hub of the whole region. The institute believes that Ukrainian forces may collapse Russian positions around another important city of Izum if they severe Russian ground lines of communication. If Ukrainians are successful, then they will have an opportunity to create a cauldron around the Zoom and collapse a major portion of the Russian positions in northeastern Ukraine. Ukrainian forces are likely clearing pockets of disorganized Russian forces caught in the rapid advance, given the influx of pictures of Russian prisoners of war in the past 48 hours. At the same time, the Kremlin is rushing resources to the front line in the region in an attempt to halt Ukrainian advances. The Russian Ministry of Defense and Kremlin wires published footage of Russian military convoys reportedly en route to reinforce Kupyansk, Izum and the General Kharkiv direction. The Russian officials didn't acknowledge Ukrainian successes in the area. The EU Council published its decision to suspend the visa facilitation agreement with Russia from September 12th, reports Ukrainform. In particular, this decision provides that the visa fee will be increased from 35 to 80 euros, as well as it will be necessary to provide additional papers to get it. The time for issuing a visa will also be increased and the rules for issuing multiple visas will be tightened. The President of Ukraine welcomed this decision and said that United Europe is the second target for Russia after Ukraine and this is right that Europe defends itself.
Earlier Baltic states and Poland decided to ban entry of Russians with EU visas, including those issued by other countries, with the exception of humanitarian or family reunion visas. The EU Council, as well as EU finance ministers and central bank governors, approved the proposal of the European Commission to allocate the second tranche of macrofinancial assistance to Ukraine worth 5 billion euros, reports Interfax Ukraine. Czech finance minister Spinek Stanyura said that the funds will go to support the normal operation of the state and critical infrastructure as well as schools or hospitals. At the beginning of the full-scale Russian invasion, the EU planned to transfer 9 billion euros to Ukraine, but have provided only 1 billion so far due to internal disagreements. Head of the UN Human Rights Mission in Ukraine, Matilda Bonner, said Russia is not allowing access to Ukrainian prisoners of war on its territory or on territory under its occupation, reports LBUA. According to her, the UN had evidence that some of the prisoners had been subject to torture and ill-treatment, which could amount to war crimes. It is expected that soon a UN mission will travel to Donbas to investigate the shelling of a pre-trial detention facility in Olenivka, where over 50 Ukrainian prisoners of war were killed. Russia blamed Ukraine for the attack against its own imprisoned military. Ukraine denied such allegation and assumed that Russia created an explosion at the venue to hide proofs of torture and killings of prisoners of war there. In 2022, Ukraine registered a record number of marriages in the last seven years, reports Ukrainska Pravda. Their number reaches almost 104,000 in the first half of 2022, which is 21% more than during the same period in 2021. Our Patreon supporters get access to a cool new series on wartime life in Ukraine. To join the club, follow the link in the description below. We call on you to demand from governments of your countries to impose the toughest sanctions possible on Russia and its citizens to stop their invasion of Ukraine. Thank you.